Alyssa, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. I really think we could talk forever. So no, I, just I really know think we this could is going to well. be like I was when I was like writing down questions for you and thinking about it. I was like, do I need them? Because is this just going to be us chatting? No, we're just going to bounce, bounce, bounce. Welcome to the show. I want you to introduce yourself. I hate introducing people for them. I always feel like it's awkward. And then I want to get back into what we were just talking about because it's so interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But please introduce yourself to the team. Yeah, to the of group. course. Um, hi, everyone. I'm <laughs> Nina Haynes. I am the founder of Safflit, a sapphic book club born out of the queer book talk community. Um, we've been around for over two and a half years and we have over 7,500 members from over 60 countries around the world. Um, it is my baby. It's it, insane. Yeah. It's it shocks me every day. No, still. it gives, it's, um, do you ever think about that? Like almost 8,000 people, like what that would look like if you put them all in a room. <laughs> Isn't that so fun? Isn't that so fun? That's so spooky. It's such just like a girly fun thing to do to like imagine like even if you get a lot of likes on an Insta, you're like imagine all these people in a room like yeah. who love me. No, and I know. Love I'm my like work. every day I wake up and I'm like I have to talk to the gay people in my phone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I mean. Beyond that, I have been a New York girl for eight years. I was a gender and sexuality studies major, could Makes talk sense. about that in academia for so long. And my nine to five is influencer marketing manager at Papier, a personalized stationery company. And that's how we met that's through how we met. one of your jobs previous. Yeah, I worked at Supergoop and I hired you to talk about Unseen and on TikTok amazing. and then we became besties. We became besties. <laughs> and here's the thing about here's the thing about the PR girlies like yeah. that we need to discuss. First of all, they're carrying the weight of the motherfucking world on their backs. Amen. There's not a bitch like a woman who works in influencer marketing. Like, Amen. Period. And sorry. First of all, I had no idea the shit that you guys are putting up with <laughs> until I was in a meeting and the guy at the meeting, it was like for something that I might have thought of doing. And they were making a joke about how influencer deliverables are always late. And yeah, there's always, always and, they, and they're never on time. And I was like, wait, but like, what? No, I, I didn't know that. People no, because are like, you're on top of your shit. Well, you're a okay. joy to work with. I'm also not trying to be like, pick me, choose me. I'm a good person. I just didn't know that people are like taking the influencer marketing girlies for granted and just being like, it'll happen when it happens. Like, yeah, because for me, I look at the influencer marketing girlies like this is a friend for me. The amount of friends that I have made because they were influencer marketing girlies my, and I was hanging out. My best friend, Neve, I met through Supergoop as well. And what like, a woman. What a woman. Let's talk about how that is. That she, she is the woman. Like she, when I think of woman, in I my just brain, had a sleepover at hers last night, and we literally watched Barbie Rapunzel when and like did foot masks. The first time I met her, I was like, "You're perfect." No, she is a perfect human, a perfect and I love her person, with my entire heart and soul. And it's just yeah. wow. But like, you meet so many people doing it if you're just open minded, a hundred percent, and it's amazing. Yeah. No, I. I love how a lot of my work friends have turned into really long-term, like, important people in my yeah. life. And it makes, like, those jobs so much sweeter, yeah. 100%. And it. it makes me find a lot more joy in it. And I know that, you know, in my brain, you were always a creator to me. And, like, yeah. ever since we've become friends, like, you, you just create so much. And I don't Thank think that you. there's one way to describe what it means to be a creator. But you, to me, are a creator. Tell me about, like, that and tell me about, I mean, we were just talking about like your identity and your upbringing yeah. and all of this, all of yeah. these things. I think like who you are on the screen is exactly who you are in front of my face, which is what I love so much about you. But let's talk about creating. Yeah. So I've always been a creative person, like yeah. from childhood. Like I wrote a 200 page book about dragons when I was in elementary school. And when is it getting published and when can I read I it? I deleted it out of anger in middle school and I regret it every day. No, it's like, it's like the thing where you're like, 
this Worst is horrible. day ever. Don't text. Throw on it Facebook. in a fire. Yes. No, literally. Like you made a status being like feeling sad feeling and like sad. posted it on Facebook. Yeah. And that was your right. No, thank you so much that was for your validating right. those feelings. Yeah, <laughs> that was your right. Yeah. But I, when I was in college, really started posting a bit on social media. Um, my job in college, I worked for a sex toy company uh, called Unbound for three years. And I started like building my community following through hosting events through them, uh, talking about my thesis in undergrad, which was a 95-page thesis, 95 thesis on how gender-neutral vibrator design increases user pleasure, safety, and accessibility. Hell yeah. Yeah, so I like started you know, talking about intersectional feminism, pleasure, like vibes, and just generally a bunch of shit related to that on the internet, yeah. and you know, kind of took a bit of a pause. Um, you know, post-grad life is fucking hard. It's hard. It's really hard. And then COVID hit and I was so miserable at my job like three or four jobs ago. And a friend of mine was just like, you read so much and you are already talking about what you're reading on your Instagram. Why don't you create a TikTok? And I was yeah. very anti-TikTok for a while, admittedly. Yeah. Um, probably because Weren't I was really all? annoyed that I was paying 16 year olds more than I made in an entire year for a video post exactly. as like an influencer manager. And also, weren't, we, weren't we all kind of like at first like, oh yeah, what is this? Because it was cringe. It, it was, was embarrassing. Cringe. It was fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Um, like all these little dances. Yeah. And I was like, oh, TikTok is just straight TikTok. But when I joined TikTok, it pegged me as a bisexual in like, like 30 seconds. They yeah. were like, oh, you're here and you're queer. They Welcome. Like, hey, girl. So I'm on gay TikTok, which is amazing. And gay book talk specifically. And I just started posting and I really found my niche quite quickly and my community quite quickly with like just sapphic books that aren't necessarily young adult. Like there was a ton of young adult queer book content out on the app, but I really started talking about the books that made an impact on me while I was in school, like Audre Lorde, Bell Hooks, Eileen Miles. Um, I was reading like Detransition Baby by Tori Peters and, you know, talking about that a ton on the app and someone commented on one of my TikToks, can we start a book club? And when I fixate on something, um, it's all I can think about, all I can focus on. Um, three hours later, Safflet was born and that was kind of the same thing with like, our recent rebrand and merch launch i just got this idea in my head and literally in three days i launched an entire merch store so yeah i just i post about books i post about lifestyle content home interior content fashion whatever it's just a reflection of what's inside my brain i love it and can we talk about for a second and we're going to talk more about books yeah the tiktok algorithm because the tiktok algorithm took one good fucking look at me and said that's a freak you're a (laughs) fucking weirdo that's a gleek theater kid she was the tiktok (laughs) algorithm was like okay you're a freaky little thing and then it was like here's some other freaky shit and now i'm like watching 20 fucking million videos about like how to build a table (laughs) do i ever want to build a table no i'm like i'm on i'm on like would like talk like I'm on like all sorts of shit we love hyper fixations no I like really go through it on like I'm embarrassed for someone to see what my FYP looks like oh yeah no I get it what's the weirdest like, thing that's ever come up on your FYP that you're like what the fuck is this but like I love it what the fuck is this but I love it oh my god such a good yeah. question for me it's like the bottles filled with like different liquids rolling, rolling down. down the stairs yeah, and the girl reacting to them oh love that oh my god she's amazing the I people love her. making slime side by side with like mm. a 30 part episode of like spongebob 
I okay. didn't know I needed my that. My boyfriend and I like talk about this constantly. I never watched SpongeBob as a kid, and I don't understand any SpongeBob references. Oh my God. He's like, I need to like Clockwork Orange. You like hold your yeah. eyelids open and force you to watch there all the SpongeBob like, episodes. There was like a group of kids that wa- like the kids that weren't allowed to watch SpongeBob though. <laughs> now they're talking about their sex lives on the internet. Amen. <laughs> Because something was repressed. Something was no, repressed. No, there is, like, that's a thesis right there. And I no, think it is. you need to talk about it. I think I need to talk more about <laughs> it because there's so, like, I don't, I think I wasn't allowed to, my parents, like, would be like, you're not allowed to do that until I was. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, I wasn't allowed to watch it until it just, like, was on and they no, were noticing. Truly. You know what like, I mean? me with The Bachelorette, me with, like, American Idol. Like, yeah, The Bachelorette. My mom and I FaceTime every week and have since I moved out so we can watch it together. What is it about as well? The gays fucking love the most, like, heteronormative shit that is almost camp. Like, it's yeah. almost a no, farce. It's almost I, fake. I think The Bachelorette is so heteronormative that it is inherently queer. Yes. 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 Like, it's so straight. The gays love it's it. It's like Christian Girl Autumn. No, it is. It's it, like Christian Girl Autumn. And now we're circling back. And now we're Christian circling back. No, we're say what you said around. about the Republicans and Christian Girl Autumn. Oh, I was saying that, you know when someone's like, oh my God, these Republicans went so right that they went left? Yes. Like, sometimes they, like, say things or tweet things and you're like, why are you saying no, that? No, like you're saying something that's like inherently it's, socialist. It's like you're, yeah, like universal healthcare. Like, yeah, you want it? You know, Slay. sometimes sometimes they like talk about universal healthcare, mm-hmm. but they're not talking about it. But it's like you yeah. guys just went so right that you went left. Christian Girl Autumn did the same thing. Yeah, it was leaning in so deeply and truthfully to the Christianness of it inherently mm-hmm. that it came around and now well i think it's because straight men started to make fun of it and so the gays picked it up and they were like no 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 no. we love this don't touch this bitch yeah exactly because i mean it's people made fun of it because it was like girls expressing themselves and enjoying girly things and drinking pumpkin spice lattes and they started to make fun of people for like enjoying things that brought them joy and it's like how dare you how dare you this is fun this isn't hurting anyone have you ever given a cis man a pumpkin spice latte he's like (laughs) <laughs> literally he's like like that's so good like yeah and i'm like yeah bitch like we've known the good shit yeah, for you're this just, whole time you're repressing your like you're repressing feelings of joy to appear more masculine and it's really sad, it's sad. and this is why feminism benefits everybody this is why feminism benefits everybody like de- generally it's so men can enjoy pumpkin spice lattes that's the that's first the reason tenet of feminism. that's the reason i'm like yeah. you i'm like don't lie you've ordered one before like or yeah. you've like sent your mom into the yeah. starbucks to get you yeah. one and, and you, you bolted out it. of there when they said pumpkin spice latte after your name it's like kyle pumpkin spice latte like, like shut up it's for my girlfriend yeah <laughs> No, literally. For me. Yeah. No, I love Christian Girl Autumn. I want to wear boots like, and I want to uh, wear cardigans same. and just like no skinny jeans. I'm no. a I'm a big pants, big skirt girl. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about Safflet. Yeah. How did you Okay, so growing a community is such a thing. And I've had so many people on this podcast that are like Geneva hoes. Like oh, yeah. the hoes of Geneva. Who like deeply love Geneva. And I deeply love Geneva. You have a Geneva home. I have a You're Geneva there. home. I'm there. I'm in it. I'm loving it. I'm living yeah, it. Spicy girls gang, right? Yeah, it's called like sexy, spicy. Sexy, spicy. Spicy, sexy, yeah. something like that. And honestly, I don't really like hang out there that mm. much, which I think is good. No, like, I'm I like get a it. quiet mom that's no, like, you, you guys hang out and like live yeah. your truth. Like, let me know if you need anything. And they're they're rocking with it. No, that is, I think the thing that surprises people most about community building is that it's not it's not about you. Like yeah. I am such an introvert. I'm an INF, I'm an INFJ. I'm an INFJ. I oh my god, I'm here to end the story. I love you so much. Um, I love you so much. <laughs> um, 
We are the rarest Myers-Briggs. I We're know. like 2% of the population. And it's so hot. It's really hot it's of like us. It's like having green eyes. <laughs> um, you're like double slay. Like, fuck, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I social events bring me so much anxiety i love like this one-on-one conversations with people where there's literally no one else around i love getting deep but like small talk and you know icebreakers and you know it's it's not my favorite thing but my favorite thing is being a bridge between people who Mm. want that a bridge like i'm the introvert that is the bridge between extroverts yeah and with saflit I like will facilitate community discussion in the app, but like my goal is to have these people be IRL friends and to, you know, have this community be a space where baby gays can go ask for support, you know, talk and talk about and celebrate their identities and generally just, you know, celebrate queer joy and see what is possible as a queer person living their life. Um, And, for you know the elder gaze of Safflet, it's like oh they can offer that advice and that support. Um, so it's really I just really see myself as bringing people together versus like like Saf I'm not Safflet. Safflet is not me. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of like the bridge. Yeah, and I love that. I feel like also when we think about like our chosen family and like our chosen communities, like you don't want just like one. Like if you're if you have a fulfilled life, you're going to have yeah. so many different pockets of community. So yeah. also for people who have been out and queer for a longer period of time and maybe aren't new to this journey, it's nice to just have yet another place yeah. to feel safe, to feel heard, to feel inspired, to feel creative, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And also having like with COVID, especially in starting Safflet, like so much of the queer community for me and why part of why I started Safflet was that it was IRL. Like we were going out, we yeah. were meeting up, in person for like drinks or going to bookstores and like my queer community in New York was so important to me and still is of course um but with COVID that was like ripped away Mm -hmm. so I was craving that queer community and that just like touch point to validate my identity in a way and so Safflet was born and I know that was so important for you know I said we're in over 60 countries like there are queer people in Egypt coming to Safflet being like hey like oh my god this is amazing there are people like like, in the netherlands in brazil in guatemala in kentucky like in mississippi like there are queer people everywhere we have always existed yeah and bringing all of these people through like a shared bookish interest and having it be a really wonderful safe space where they can see each other and just be like oh yeah you're there it's so it's so beautiful to see the results of that I love it and it's also amazing when you have like one of our very own like a Haley Jacobson one of our friends write a book that you can then discuss like it's just like such a beautiful like I mean everyone knows how much I loved that book oh my god my my favorite book ever it's like like she she read my journal and put it on the page on insta talking about yesterday like who she would cast in a film adaptation or yeah. whatever. And I'm like, literally, I need it now. No, I need it right Let's now. Let's make it like a fucking 20 series television yeah. show. Like, For the I'm listeners, obsessed. if you have not read Old, Old Enough, Enough by Haley Jacobson, so go good. buy it right now from your local indie. Go get it. And read it in a day like I did. No, and in a day. buy yourself to sleep. Sob. It's Sobbing. so fucking good. Also, I think um, they... I had Haley on the pod before and I want to have her on it again to talk about like, you know, the full finishing of the process and everything else. But 
I just like this was such like a sparkling debut. I just can't wait. Like I can't wait to reread it because mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that. I reread it through audio. Oh, amazing. the audio book is Did so. Did she read wonderful. the audio? No, it's um her friend Jenna. I okay. believe who's an actor. Oh, love it. And the voices that they do for each character are just fucking wonderful. Fucking wonderful. No, okay, it gave it that. it gave it so much life. I really loved it. Okay, so everyone go read that. Yeah. But it's like such a fun thing to have no. a book club and then to be able to read a book yeah. by someone who you know. Yeah, it's beautiful. And then Haley came and we had like a whole Zoom interview. It's amazing. Um, which was so much fun. And I, of course, interviewed Haley at the Strand yeah. for her book launch. So to have like that public strand interview where it's like super prepped and the questions are approved beforehand and it's you know a room of 200 people um and that was a wonderful interview and I had so much fun but then to go on zoom and it's just like the girlies and it's we were literally just chatting and it was we chatted for we went over by like 30 minutes I think it was so much fun well there's genuinely no one better to like chat with than you and her I can't imagine that's Um, like my dream no no literally (laughs) like it's I mean, it's kind of like what we said at the beginning. Like, you and I could talk for hours. Yeah. Haley and I could talk, talk for, for hours. hours. Forever. Yeah. And we a do. Lifetime. <laughs> a lifetime. So speaking of that book, it's it's really validating in the bisexual experience, which yes. I think is something that a lot of people struggle with and I can't speak to personally. Yeah. But I would love to hear if you're comfortable yeah. for you to talk about you validating your own experience. Because I think we're finally getting to a place where people aren't being like, I don't understand that or pick yeah. a side or whatever. But all of that sort of like homophobia is still yeah. there it's still directly yeah. there on the surface so how have oh, how's your journey yeah. been in I mean I yourself? still unfortunately encounter biphobia on the internet on a regular basis Ugh. um especially I hard launched my boyfriend like back in April and you know some of the comments were like oh I thought you were gay um like I think one person said, and obviously all these people are blocked because I use the block button oh, so yeah, liberally. Fucking block. This is my corner of the internet and you are not going to disturb it, my love. No, you're not no. going to disturb it, my love. Thanks so much for coming. <laughs> yeah. See ya. No, one person said, I swear to God, I've dated more men than the, or I've dated less men than these so-called straight, these so-called gay girls on the internet. I've dated less men than these so-called gay girls on the internet. Well, here's my thing. Good for you. You're not me. You're not, this isn't my experience. It doesn't take away from the fact that I'm queer and a part of this community. No, in fact, my attraction to men affirms my bisexuality because that is a part of bisexuality. Thank you so much for (laughs) affirming my bisexuality. Yeah. No, like, okay. So for me, like my journey, um, I've always known I was queer. I like, paid a little too much attention to women in movies mama mia Ma- the mama the mama mia lay all your love on me scene where amanda myself? seyfried's crawling on the beach no, is hot. queer culture i find myself talking about this often like yeah the, the listeners know like we've talked about this scene before there isn't one person walking this motherfucking earth other than terrible terrible cis men who don't think that that's hot amen it's the hottest <laughs> thing ever <laughs> Like you're no, just paying, it is. You're it, paying close attention to her in that bathing suit. You're like, mm. that was my sexual awakening. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if I want to be her or if I want to fuck her. <laughs> and the answer is both. both. Um, but yeah, I really. I mean, I was sharing with you earlier. I grew up pretty religious. Mm. Um, I went to church three times a week. I went on two wow. mission trips to New Orleans and then two mission trips to. The south, a monastery in the south of France for like two weeks. Holy shit. Um, where in the monastery you go to church three times a day. Um, and I was raised in, you know, f- a fairly like 
comparatively a fairly queer friendly um, church and it was but those thoughts and those impressions from your peers still get to you and the guilt that you feel that that's yeah. being projected onto you um, almost and also um there was a part of the trip where I was like at the monastery and I got a purity necklace given to me where it was like this symbolizes fidelity and only being with one person your entire life and I was like <laughs> but it's pretty um, it was a really like, pretty necklace to be gorgeous. fair like, no it's, it's gonna like, look so good with my little outfit no, it, my like, christian girl yeah. outfit um and i still have it actually um but yeah it it was definitely a like something that stunted my uh sexuality journey mm. but then i went to nyu the gayest school and in I, the country I just clicked and um i was a gender and sexuality studies major and I went in thinking I was straight and I left proudly bisexual. Yeah. Um, and I think also, you know, like I dated someone in college for an extended period of time and it's like, I don't regret that relationship at all. It was wonderful, but it's still, you know, stunted my um, sexuality journey in part because when I confessed to one of my friends, like, oh, I'm, I think I might be bisexual. She was like, Nina, you're the straightest person I've ever met. You're literally a gold star straight. And something's going on with that. Per like, yeah, something. no. And that shoved me back in the closet further. Ugh. And like, there were, there were just these moments where I was kind of reaching out for help and rejected um, by the community. And I think that is, you know, I, I think that is still a problem within the queer community is that some people want to gatekeep entry. And mm. that is to me, not acceptable, not acceptable. Um, and so I was talking about this with my friend today, actually, there was like, oh, well, you're just experimenting. I don't think experimenting exists. Like you, if you feel attraction towards queer people, towards people who are not like towards non-men as a woman, you are queer. Yeah. Like that is a queer experience. Straight people don't experience that. Yeah. Straight people don't have those urges to fuck women. I'm sorry. <laughs> they just don't. Um, and that like that validation and that attraction comes from within and you have to validate yourself and know that there are going to be people who validate you back and uplift you and find that, find that chosen family. And thankfully I did. I, my best friend, who's like my life partner, I adore her. She um, is also bisexual and was such a foundational part of my coming out journey. Yeah. And she introduced me to Haley Jacobson and sent me fuck, so much of her yeah. writing about bisexuality, about how, you know, it's, it's not 50-50. It's not, I have to be 50% attracted to men, 50% attracted to women. It's not... Um, trans exclusionary mm. it is gender expansive and has always been inclusive of trans and non-binary people um i i just did a lot of research on bisexuality and what that means and everything was resonating with me so deeply and then when i you know 
left that college relationship and started dating non-men and having those queer experiences for the first time I was like oh yeah like yeah I'm gay <laughs> you were like fuck yeah this yeah. is happening yeah I'm so glad that you finally had those people because I can't imagine how yeah. difficult it was and I think sometimes too it's also like not an issue of like semantics or verbiage but like different people decide what a word or a label means to them yeah. without re realizing that that word or label could mean something else to someone else and that the general meaning of that word or label is something yeah. entirely different from the way they're taking it yeah and it's their own insecurities forcing them to project onto people who are yeah. trying to have that yeah. journey for themselves and it's so unfair yeah i think um by like recently bisexuality and pansexuality have kind of been like in this fight that they shouldn't be in yeah um and for me my understanding is that bisexuality is attraction to genders alike and unlike your own and then pansexuality is kind of gender blind where you are attracted to the person without considering their gender yeah. whereas bisexuality like i love women female supremacy like yeah. that like gender is something that i consider when evaluating an attraction mm -hmm. of a person um and to my knowledge and my understanding of it that is not pansexuality. Yeah. So I identify as bisexual because I do consider gender. Um, and But I also identify as queer. I identify as gay. I identify mm. as sapphic. I identify as women loving women, like yeah. WLW, which you see a lot on TikTok and yeah. was a term that TikTok introduced me to that I love. Like these more general umbrella terms feel safe for some yeah. people when they don't want to specify it down to exactly. something like bi or pan. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you've already touched on this, but if you're comfortable like yeah. diving in a little deeper, I'm curious about when you did that hard launch with your boyfriend, yeah. how do you continue? And obviously I don't know much about um, your boyfriend or you know his own sexuality and everything yeah. like that, but how do you continue to validate yourself and feel empowered yeah. in your community when you have those comments being made at you that are totally just so yeah. fucked up? And also when you do date a man, like yeah. how do you continue to validate yourself? Because I think a lot of women struggle, a lot of bi women, I see yeah. a lot of comments and and questions coming to me that I have no idea how to answer. Mm -hmm. So I would love your own feedback. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And being straight passing, like in a heterosexual presenting relationship as a queer person can be really difficult. And it has been difficult for me at times. With my boyfriend, Ian, he is the most supportive, the biggest ally. He celebrates my identity. He mm -hmm. celebrates Saf Lit. He celebrates my, like, queer projects as he should as he should because if he it. didn't red fucking flag goodbye if but, he didn't but the... he does and he's like my biggest cheerleader and i love yes. him so fucking much um but i validate my identity beyond who i'm in a relationship with yes i like i'm you can see i'm wearing a fucking gay and literate hat i love the hat by we the love way the hat. Safflet merch me and haynes.com i love it i love it <laughs> um little plug we're gonna take a quick break to talk about a brand new partner it is that time of year the leaves are falling schedules are getting more chaotic and our basic human needs really go on the back burner which we just talked about on the seasonal depression episode and one of those basic human needs is like cooking because of that i feel like sometimes my meals are like a smorgasbord of things at the end of the day and i'm always looking for ways to make my meals a little bit more nourishing 
And that is why I am partnering with Daily Harvest. You guys, I had no idea this was the world's best kept secret. I don't know why people did not tell me. Now I get quick, delicious, and satisfying meals delivered right to my door. It keeps both my stomach and freezer full with options like fruit and veg packed smoothies, soups, and harvest bowls. Okay, let's talk about the bowls because I love a bowl. I feel like we don't discuss bowls enough. Like not enough places do a good bowl. Daily Harvest has this sweet potato and wild rice bowl. It is so so good like every single one of their bowls is better than the last the lentil and tomato bolognese thank you very much with daily harvest i get so many easy to prep options i don't even have to think about what to cook for my next meal i love that i can sort of skip the shopping chopping and post cooking cleanup by working directly with farmers daily harvest secures the best ingredients and freezes them at peak ripeness to lock in that always in season taste and just pick nutrition what you see is what you eat when it comes to better choices, Daily Harvest makes it so easy. They support farmers who invest in improving the biodiversity and health of our soil. Even their recyclable and compostable packaging, when possible, makes me really feel like I'm making such a positive impact when I am snacking. All I have to do is eat and enjoy. All right, guys, you're not going to want to miss this one. Keep yourself and your freezer full with hassle-free meals from Daily Harvest. You can go to dailyharvest.com M-I-S-S to get up to $65 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash M-I-S-S miss for up to $65 off your first box. And don't forget about the bowls. You need a warm bowl. It's like, it's, it's, it's that time of year. Love ya. But I, it's in how I dress. It's in the music I listen to. It's in the books that I read. It's in the community that I create. It's in the friends that I have. It's in how I decorate my apartment. It is in the movies that I watch, like the media that I consume. Um, it's bisexuality is a worldview. It embraces fluidity. Yeah. It embraces gender expansiveness. It is so, it, it's absolutely changed my life to embrace the bisexual identity in all aspects of my life. Yeah. And that validates my identity yeah. um, because being queer is so much more about, it's so much more than who you fuck. Yeah. Like it's, and to reduce your queerness down to your romantic and sexual experiences is really um it does a disservice to queer people yeah yeah and it also like completely ignores you know asexuals aromantics demisexuals like there is so much more to queerness than who Who you're dating and who you fuck exactly it is a full worldview and how it's a rejection of binaries it is challenging you know heteronormative standards it is like I know that any relationship I am in is a queer relationship because I am queer yeah and that's that yeah and no one else can tell me otherwise and if you do then you're blocked then and you're not, not going to be in my life and I'm sorry goodbye for you. yeah I'm so sorry for you and I think it's really interesting because in in reality nobody no matter who you are should be reduced to who you fuck so yeah. it's the most like destabilizing thing that society is obsessed with specifically doing this to bisexual (laughs) non-men you know what I mean it's so fucking crazy to me yeah and it's like nobody wants to be reduced to that everybody has a world within them that is so much more expansive than who they're fucking sleeping with and by the way who the fuck cares who someone's sleeping with 
yeah, it's kind of creepy that you're fixating on why, that. My why love. do you care? Yeah. My love, why do you care? My love. Um, no, and I think, obviously, for, like, bisexuality is not a monolith. Bi men experience biphobia different than bi women. Yeah. Than bi non-binary people. In my experience and view, when you say that you're bisexual as a woman you're invalidated because people just think you're straight mm. but if you are expressing that you're bisexual as a man people just think you're, you're gay, gay because society cannot comprehend attraction that does not center a man period say it yeah. fucking louder <laughs> you know that thing that's like if you had a microphone to the whole world like what would you say yeah i would say that and then i would say christian girl autumn is back christian girl autumn is so cunt <laughs> Um, no, literally, I, yeah, people cannot comprehend, like, two women together. It's fucking hilarious. It's so They're just wild. like, oh, they were roommates. They were besties. Historically they close friends. They kissed at the club one yeah. time to yeah. be hot to men. And no. Yeah. I mean, there definitely is, like, that aspect of fetishization. Yeah. When I was single and dating actively, like, I would so quickly avoid all the people who are like want to be my unicorn like like threesome with and your bestie this happened to you oh so much so fucking much because people see by women as like a sex object people Pe like, need to mind their own fucking business people really need to calm the fuck down and sit down and shut up like maybe taylor swift was on to something when she was like you need to calm down least favorite taylor song but yeah go <laughs> off like queen song. can we it's talk like about how taylor swift is gay no, <laughs> no i don't okay. want to get canceled okay no no you're not gonna get canceled but i would love for you to actually like give that perspective because i've had one perspective yeah I, maybe just one i'm not entirely sure if other people have talked about this on the pod because the pod's been around but we've talked about before how all we I think, you know, the evidence shows the that evidence that, that is, would be a queer woman. Yes. That's number one. Number two is who am I to say? You know what I mean? Yeah. And number three is if you are online being like Kales or whatever the fuck that person's name is, who's like stalking information about people and outing, it's that's gone too far and you need to stop. Yeah. Those are my three thoughts on the whole thing. No, I so I'd love to hear yours. I love those thoughts and I agree with those thoughts. Um, I think that speculating about someone's sexuality is different than like trying to force them to be outed like that bisexual mm. actor and Heartstopper. I think those are two different yeah. things. Like I wouldn't say that I think there are some gaylers who take it too far, obviously, but yeah. I think that queer people find joy. queer meaning and joy and validation by making so-called straight media queer it's also like and that interpretation is like a very validating experience as a queer swifty totally and it's yeah. also like come on guy like for the like hetler whatever the fuck that is those people you're i'm being, like you're just being homophobic i'm like wait number one you're being homophobic <laughs> number two be fucking for real right now. Be fucking now. for real. Like, watch one gayler explain anything. Listen to right where you right where you left me and then come talk to me. I'm sorry, what else does glass shattered on the white cloth mean? It means that she fucking she, married the fucking the Jewish, Jewish man, man and she had a Jewish wedding. I'm sorry. Literally. No, like, find another explanation. I dare you. What are you going to say? She dropped a glass on a fucking paper towel? Like, she literally didn't. So it's kind of just like, be fucking for real. Yeah. But my other thing is like, 
I would love and like I don't I don't I don't want Taylor to do anything she doesn't want to do and mama doesn't do anything she doesn't want to do and that is I don't ever want to be in a situation that I don't want to be in exactly yeah just like Kim Cattrall said I don't ever want to be in a situation I don't want to be in for not even an hour that's where I got it. I stand by that I stand by her I would love for Taylor Swift one day to just to just date a woman and like say nothing else about it like I would love to watch the internet break I would love to watch the music that came out of that I mean I have no idea if that would ever happen I don't know if you think that that would ever happen yeah yeah I think that she like because of who she is she can't come out like if you've seen Miss Americana you already saw how hard it was for her to like even express a single political opinion Mm -hmm. about women's rights you think that she can come out and like you know keep a vast majority she wouldn't be able to perform in a lot of countries yeah like as a queer person you are not allowed to perform in a lot of countries yeah like it would absolutely affect her career yeah and I think that's why she probably has not come out but I'm not speculating I'm not speculating either because I feel like it's just it's inappropriate and it's silly and it's yeah, not really. She can she can do whatever the fuck she, she wants. I fuck she I ultimately wants. don't care, but I will make every Taylor Swift song gay because I am. No, gay. I agree. I ultimately <laughs> don't care, but when one person like is like, here's here's like a breakdown of Carly Kloss and Taylor Swift. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes little, more it's, sense it's than it did. A little fruity. The selfie, <laughs> those 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 selfies. I know. You know exactly what I'm talking. Yeah. I'm looking at. I'm like, these are lovers. These women. Oh, no, These they women kiss. are having sex a little yeah. bit. Just sometimes. Just a little a lot. bit. <laughs> like, just a little and, bit. Like, and honestly, like, good for them. But, like, I see that and I'm like... And then the Diana Agron, whenever, like, anyone brings that up as well, I'm yeah. like, Quinn Fabre could have been queer. In no, another... Uh, Ryan 100%. Murphy wanted... I think he wanted her to be. Yeah. I think he wanted everyone on that show to be queer a little bit. And... And they, they were. They were. <laughs> I, have no, I have nothing else to say except for they were. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. I just think that, like, yeah, I think the speculation is problematic, but I do think the proof is in a lot of the pudding. And I do think, and this is another point that's been made on this yeah. podcast before, the most important thing of all is that if people who are queer find representation, meaning, joy, comfort, solidarity, safety in media of any kind, then that is an amazing thing. Period. And they should keep doing that. Say it louder for the people in the back. Say it louder if you have a microphone to the universe. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Do you have a favorite Taylor Swift song? Oh my God, yes. Of course I do. Um, <laughs> uh, or album even? No, Neve and I literally next week are filming a YouTube video ranking every single Taylor Swift song. And I'll be sad. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a lot of fun. I love it. Um, And yeah, I think, so it changes a lot. My favorite album is Speak Now. I am a okay. Speak Now girly at heart. I love that about you because yeah. you contain multitudes. You really Thank do. You. Like, because I would look at you and and I, and like knowing you as much as I do, I would say, okay, I see, I see how you could like Evermore. I see in ways how you would be in 1989 or 1989 or a rep stan. Mm. I could see you liking Speak Now, but for you to be like, that's my shit. It's just yeah. like you are such like a dynamic, interesting <sighs> person with Thank so many so interests much. and loves. <laughs> You're, you contain multitudes, but anyway, continue. Yeah. Okay, so um, I really, yeah, Speak Now is number one as an album. And then I would say, like, Folklore or Red mm, after that okay. are really, really important to me. Yeah. Um, in equal measure. Okay. And then after that, I would probably say Fearless. Like, I would say, like, I'm very it. comfortable with that being my top four. Okay. I 
it, it's too hard to rank post that. I have like a fuck ass top four. Tell me, tell me. Okay, so you're obviously like lover in 1989. Okay, yeah, yeah, we know that. Fair about enough. You. But Reputation is like probably my favorite right now. Yeah, I used to be a lover apologist. Like I would go around being like, you guys just don't get it. Then album slays. Yeah, it's great. And then I kind of became a reputation girly because I yeah. feel like I needed it. No, I understand. You I, needed your rep- reputation. Era. I needed it. I would say I actually go reputation 1989 lover and then i would say i'm like folklore evermore midnights and then the old stuff people are like whoa but here's the thing i cannot take a shower without alexa shuffle folklore or alexa shuffle evermore right where you left me is a top fiver for me so i'm actually currently writing a sapphic summer romance novel inspired by folklore when are we getting it? <laughs> Give it to me. I need to read it. Chapter one is done, and I'm taking Haley's writing class to finish it up. Oh, but the whole outline this is, is done. amazing. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. So yeah, folklore is a perfect like for me. It's hard though. This has also been a conversation on this podcast before. When you look at it as a whole album, there's a difference between being like I like songs on that album and being like album of the year yeah. because of the progression, because yes. of the story the whole album tells. And folklore is an album. Yeah, folklore is a fucking story, yeah. beginning to end, is just so so beautiful. And it came at a time when I really needed it. Like yeah. I was very much before it came out. Honestly, like my internalized misogyny was like not Taylor Swift's number one fan. Yeah, and then folklore came out and like beat that the fuck out I was like shut the fuck up no literally they were like sit down listen to this front to back and then revisit all of her old discography and respect her in a way that she deserves and I was like okay and you're like and now I'm the biggest Swifty and did you see last night how she was drunk at the VMAs yes and my favorite thing I I was talking about this with someone earlier today her like publicist comes up to her and gives her a glass of wine but then also tries to give her a water and she's looking at the water as though this is a foreign object and I feel like you know what? Everybody has their own relationship to alcohol. And like, we all know that overall alcohol is yeah. not a good thing, but it really pisses me off when celebrities like the goofification of celebrities, when they're like villainizing everything, it's like sugar, alcohol, carbohydrates, like in order to be healthy and to look young, you have to do all these things. Yeah. I love to see the most powerful woman in the music industry. And one of the most powerful women in the world right now, having a good time and showing yeah. people that you can be joyful. You can be feminine. You can have a glass of wine. You don't you have can to enjoy ha- your life. Yeah. You don't have to have it like so controlled yeah. all the fucking time. You can have a glass you of wine. You can let loose. Like you can eat the food you want to eat. You, you can, can feel oh my good. God. When she was talking about like her eating disorder in Miss Americana and like how she was like, oh, I can do a tour and not feel tired. Yeah. Like, slay slay more power to you amazing and she looks so good and she looks amazing she looks beautiful so pivoting away from this for a little bit i want to talk about book talk and your thoughts on book talk yeah i feel like there are like sects to book talk like areas because i feel like sometimes sometimes i've read books that book talk have recommended and i've been like that didn't hit and then other times i find areas of book talk where i'm like all of these hit what is your take on book talk yeah so book talk also like bisexuality not a monolith like I am not on the side of book talk where they are like objectifying hockey players and getting like called out by hockey players wives for like saying the most crude crash shit like (laughs) in their fucking videos I'm just like literally could not be me like not my circus not my monkeys not (laughs) not my circus not my fucking monkeys like actually that part of book talk is terrifying to me yeah um 
I am on Queer Book Talk, obviously. Love it. I'm also kind of on, like, unhinged woman, like, unreliable narrator. Yeah. Um, like, existential book talk where yeah. it's, like, Lisa Tadeo, Melissa Broder, Lisa Mona Tadeo. Awad. Like, that kind of, like... like yeah midlife crisis yeah like my like my book talk book that was introduced to me by the app and like changed the way that I read and gave me a ton of professional opportunities as well because I'm now friends with the author A Certain Hunger by Chelsea Summers okay. it is about a psychopathic woman who um fucks men then kills them and then cooks them and eats them and she's a food writer and Might like the well. descriptions of how she sautés up their fucking meat is honestly quite disturbing to read because you're like your mouth is watering and you're like oh my god this sounds so good <laughs> it's so good it's so I'm unhinged sorry, i'm dying at you sitting here in the gay and literate hat telling me that your mouth is watering reading a book about a woman that fucks men and then cooks them and eats them yeah. that's so it that yeah. you're sitting here saying that i love it like i'm gonna read the book no you, you absolutely should okay um when chelsea um shout out chelsea hi if you're listening um when chelsea signed my book like the way that she signs it is she draws like a butcher's knife and uh her signature is eat what you love <laughs> No. go off we got That's drinks so before real. i interviewed her at books are magic and she is just the most interesting person Wait. and just so kind i was having a really like i think you mu- must have seen my like friends only tiktok is like i felt so creatively stunted yeah. like last month and she sent me the nicest email where she wrote um tie on your hair bows lace up your sneakers um, apply that lipstick and give your inner Nina the space to dance. I believe you two can do amazing things together. Like she is just truly like that's, such that's a wonderful such woman. such a beautiful thing. She's, she's so wonderful. I feel like it's so, cause I, I saw you post a friends only just yeah. about how you were trying to juggle doing it all. Yeah. And it's so fucking difficult. And like, I, I genuinely feel so, so lucky for like how my TikTok thing went. Mm. It was also very different in 2020 mm. for like, getting get, gaining notoriety but yeah. on the same note of it i was saying this to my boyfriend last night like a lot of people that reach success on tiktok it happens overnight so when they have to get to a place where they're like how do i build and keep a brand how do i maintain my audience how what what is my brand what am i doing on it's this marketing app? they then they have a team already because they yeah. got five million followers in two weeks yeah when you're building it yourself actively you're learning all of this stuff so to do that on top of your nine to five on top of running the book club it's so overwhelming and like <laughs> honestly i think you should feel so proud of yourself you. like i i saw also um some other video of another um, person who's like really putting their like fucking all into this app Mm -hmm. being frustrated because it is frustrating and it's allowed to be, but I think you should be so proud of yourself. But can you speak to like how you're doing it all and (laughs) and sort of like when you go through those dips where you're like, Jesus fuck, all I want to do is be creative and like do this shit. But then I also do this other shit. Like how do you pull yourself back up and like for lack of a better phrase, kind of get in touch with your inner Nina? No, that is the question of all questions and one that I get in almost every single interview that I do, which is like, how the fuck do you do it all? How do you do it all? I don't know. You don't know. I like, okay. So one, I organize my life in a G obsessively to the minute, like to the minute, to the second. Exactly. 
all of my emails are linked to the same gcal and because i have my work email i have my sacklet email and then i have my business email and then i have my personal, personal email. email and all four of those emails are on the same gcal yeah um and <laughs> i organize it that way by like personal freelance work yeah. personal life uh sacklet stuff and then work like my nine to five stuff yeah so that's all very meticulously organized down to the minute every single day if it is not in my calendar it does not exist like I don't unfortunately right now I don't have room for spontaneity in my life very much neither do I and my friends know that and they are so gracious with how I need to organize my life yeah um I yeah I really I don't know how I do it it is it is a day-to-day struggle yeah of making time for myself and making time for what I want to do creatively and making time for what I need to do for my job. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just somehow it happens. It um, happens. I have no other answer right like now. I know it, it is like not fucking, no, it but is you, not flawlessly. You make it look sexy, <laughs> beautiful. Mm, you make you. it look like a sleigh. Like you make it look like you're just, like vibing out and I know the time energy fucking tears blood and sweat that goes into everything you do but the way you come off is joy so I hope that you know that even though behind the scenes you're like I'm having a breakdown I don't know how I'm gonna get this done you get it done and it looks like joy and I mean on my work calendar every single week like public event because you know our work calendars are all shared like I have an hour for therapy every yeah. single week. I've been in therapy every single week since I was 17 years old. Yeah. I am 26. Um, it's almost been a decade. And it is one of the things that absolutely keeps me yeah. going. Um, to-do lists, like journaling every single morning. I do like morning pages via yeah. like artist way, Julia Cameron. Look that up if you are in a creative rut. It's life changing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have to write everything down. I have to get everything that's in my head down on the page. And then I put it into actionable small bites and I just yeah. fucking get it done. And somehow I can still have personal relationships. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. Well, to your point that you made <laughs> about your friends knowing that like there's yeah. no room for spontaneity, I had this like growing concern that like that would be a problem in my friendships mm. and kind of like a thing I was talking about in therapy because nobody ever gave me the indication. Mm. But we were talking about like making plans, my friends and I this weekend, and one of them like complimented me and was like, something I love so much about you that feels so intentional is that when you ask me to do something and I say yes, then you're immediately like, here's a reservation, here's a time. That is me. Yeah. And I do that not only because I I love the person and I care, but it's mostly because like selfishly, if I have the plan, I can put the plan down. I can't do like a let's wait and see what we might do and so it's a way for me to get organized but to also prioritize my relationships and to hear someone else say like I noticed that and I value that quality in you yeah was such like a comforting thing to almost be like you're doing a good job I think no that is that resonates so much and I've had friends compliment me in the same way because it's like I'm the friend in the group chat that like finalize here's where we're going here's where we're going here's what's happening show up at this time no because that's what's like i need to do that for myself and therefore like my my friends benefit from that they benefit from it and it's i mean i've also you know learned to schedule and carve out time um for for myself like alone time is very important to me as an introvert yeah and then also like i have standing days where 
I see Neve like yeah. every Tuesday I'm gonna see Neve and if I don't see her like that Tuesday because something comes up I will reschedule it yeah it's like every single Tuesday in our calendars is Mimi time it's so we fair. are Mimi yeah <laughs> Nina and Neve Mimi yeah um and you know I make sure I have like my weekends are for my boyfriend yeah so we can have that like relaxing couple's romantic time. yeah relationship building time and I really 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 try my hardest to put work away at the end of the day yeah like at five o'clock I'm sorry if you are my coworker listening to this you're dead to me you're dead like goodbye I am also very grateful that I work from home Mm. um the company that I work for is also based in London so I get up early and I end work quite early it's kind of like a it's an eight to four thing rather than nine to five yeah so I have my evenings um pretty free and flexible with um personal life stuff um and I'm also an early bird like I I'm a grandma I go to bed at like 9 30 and I wake up at 6 30 like that is like I need my sleep yeah clearly um but yeah I just I make sure that it is scheduled and that I know what I'm doing every day when I wake up so to wrap it up we're gonna play a game oh my god I love um and I'm just gonna ask you some rapid fire questions done okay so to start what is your hottest take um misandry doesn't exist I feel like that's kind of freezing for the listening ears that you have today, but we'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Misandry doesn't exist. It just definitely doesn't. No, like misogyny is built on systems of oppression and women cannot oppress men. So misandry doesn't exist. Sorry. And also when are (laughs) like some men, but most men going to just get on board with the fact that like the patriarchy is also harming them. Nobody is out here like you got like. For sure. Go see the Barbie movie. Like, in the year of Greta Gerwig, like... Come on, guys. No. Like, in the year of the Barbie movie, misandry doesn't exist. No, it doesn't exist. <laughs> what is your guilty pleasure? I don't have guilty pleasures. I'm not guilty about anything. That's like, so true. Pleasure. What is, like, something that... What is, like, a TV show, then, that mm. you watch that you're like, I know that this one isn't, like, the most popular, <laughs> but this shit just, like, butters my muffin? I watch every single dating show on every single streaming platform. As you should. Yeah. As you should. Do you have a favorite? Um... Love Island, like I and the, the UK accents. one is so fucking. No, good. it's the best. It's, it's the best. Like, There's nothing better. What is it? Season three with Kem and Chris. Oh, it's Umba. so good. It's so good. Television has never been that good. No peak television greatness. Yes. Yeah. What is your favorite fast food? Uh, Popeyes chicken sandwich and Damn. Cajun fries. Yeah. What is your favorite junk food? Um, chocolate. I'm a chocolate girl. I don't like candy. Mm. Oh really? Yeah, I'm not like a like a sour gummy, gummy girl. You're like yeah. sugar. I love chocolate. chocolate. Yeah, love it. What is something that you will always splurge on? Good wine. Really? Yeah, so natural you, wine. So you like natural wine? Yeah. Do you like any certain type of wine? Uh, orange wine. I love natural orange wine. Is my absolute favorite. I love it. I'll buy you a bottle. Okay, please. <laughs> what is your favorite thing to do in New York? Ooh, um, bookstore crawl. I love a to pick a neighborhood. Um, one of my one of the things that I do on my Google Maps is I star every single bookstore. Yeah. Um, and whenever I have a free moment, which is rare, but if I'm ever in like a new neighborhood or you know bored or need to kill some time, I will open my Google Maps and go to the nearest bookstore. Yeah. And I love to just it's it's my happy place. It is so relaxing to me to I just go through a bookstore. I love it. Yeah. What is the most underrated book that has like come out or been like in the conversation in the last mm. few years? Mm. 
Hmm, that's a great question. I would say, I would say a certain hunger by Chelsea Summers. Okay. I don't think people are talking about cannibalism no, people aren't enough. talking about it. <laughs> people aren't talking about cannibalism. Cannibalism. You fucking heard it here first. Yeah. Also, if you loved a certain hunger, read Tender is the Flesh, okay. which is a, a it's like cannibalism, like turned cannibalism, up, like yeah, amplified. Yeah. No, if you loved Yellow Jackets, you have to read a certain hunger and Tender is the Flesh. I love it. Yeah. What is the name of like the playlist that you listen to, like when mm. you're just like bopping around or when you need some good vibes? Um, the current playlist that I'm listening to is, I titled it Fame Fucker after Vampire, Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo. And That's it has true. Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, Renee Rapp, um, you know, just like Chapel Roan, Boy Genius. Like, it's just like J-Bobs. We love Chapel. We love Chapel in this house. Yeah. I'm seeing her both nights because, <sighs> um. She needs to play Candy and She needs to play candy and old enough yeah i'm seeing her both nights she's in brooklyn because my brother and his boyfriend and then um my other brother's girlfriend all wanted to go then my friends found out and i was like well i can't not go with my friends (laughs) so i'm gonna go twice thank you very much i couldn't get tickets i'm not really a concert person to be fair fair. so i didn't try that hard but like i would totally go i love it to a show um if you had to trust a straight man Mm. living dead in pop culture media celebrity who would you choose? Anthony Bourdain. Period. I love that man. I love that man so much. I also love that man. Yeah. That's such a good answer, and I love how you just knew it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's like my token favorite straight man. <laughs> I love it. Last question. What is your favorite book of all time? Old Enough by Haley Jacobson. Period. Period. We love Haley Jacobson in this house. Yes. And where can everyone find you? At Nina.Haynes on TikTok and Instagram. And if you want to get Safflet merch, ninahaines.com slash shop. And join Safflet as well. Yeah, obviously. Be a part of the at Safflet on Instagram. Thank you so much for coming. This was so delightful. This was so much fun. I had a I blast. Love it. Thanks I love for you having me. Bye. Bye. It is a day of new partners here at Miss Congeniality. So let us discuss Lumi. All right. I have discussed the fact that I am a sweaty person with you guys a lot. It really embarrasses me. I just feel like I sweat through deodorant and it happens all year round, not just in the summer. Like, let's face it, summer isn't the only time we get body odor. We just get, you know, more smelly in the fall under sweaters because we're overheating. So that's why I'm so excited to tell you about Lumi whole body deodorant for pits, privates and beyond. Lumi deodorant was created by an OBGYN who discovered odor isn't just an underarm thing. It's an all over thing. So she developed Lumi, a pH optimized deodorant that's clinically proven to control odor everywhere for up to 72 hours and fall this way can just be fresh. I've tried a lot of different like special deodorants because I sweat a lot more than the average girl. Like I have pit stains all the freaking time and I can't figure it out. I wanted something aluminum free, baking soda free and paraben free. And I also wanted something pH balanced so I could use it, you know, down there. And it really works. So I have a code for you guys. New customers can get $5 off Lumi's starter pack, which is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, and two free products of your choice and free shipping. So you'll get $5 off that starter pack with code MISS, M-I-S-S, at lumipodcast.com. That's L-U-M-E podcast.com. And that equates to over 40% off your starter pack. When you visit lumipodcast.com and use code miss good luck. You're going to smell so yummy. Love you.